And we're back with the Ango Podcast. Today, for the main podcast, we're gonna malander around, talk about general voice acting, voiceover, as Mike liked to put it. Just have some fun with it. And go, guys! <laughs> I feel like we had a direction when we talked about this last night, and now I'm not remembering what we were talking about. Well, part of this was we were trying to, we were deliberating on uh, what top 10 list we should do, and we knew we wanted to do something with voice acting, but we started to ask ourselves, well, does that include, um, you know, as you know, Tuesday we did a top 10 of uh, of, uh, voice acting roles, and we started to think, well, should we include uh, narrators, should we include live action dub overs like your... Right, 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 right. Your Darth Vader's, your Jackie Chan's, um, Sean Connery from Dragonheart. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, what are some dragon? <laughs> huh. Uh, and I think Brian at some point mentioned the. I think you both actually mentioned the narration works of like Morgan Freeman, who's probably of one of the most iconic narrators. Um, yeah, Family Guy made fun of it. The narrator. I'm oh. just sitting here. Right now, reading from a script, looking at a brick wall, and you are going to take it all in because my voice is so creamy, smooth, and silky <laughs> at the same time. When you get parodied by some of these, even though Family Guy has gone down the toilet in recent years, South Park still stands fairly good. Another discussion for another day, though. Yeah, you know you've made it when these TV shows are ridiculing you kind of deal. And I think there was even a guy... Backhanded compliments, I think. There was a guy that got sued because he sounded like Morgan Freeman and he was doing different radio spots. And he didn't say that he was Morgan Freeman, but he kind of played up. I heard uh, about this. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting to me. He did a commercial, me. I think, right? Wasn't it yeah. like a TV commercial he did? And it, I, yeah, like you said, he didn't actually say, hey, this is Morgan Freeman, but yeah. Which I don't know if he won, um, because that seems a little ridiculous, to be honest. Yeah, you can't patent how your voice sounds. If you didn't use your name, I feel like there's nothing you can really do. He loses the lawsuit and he has to have vocal reconstructions. (laughs) (laughs) You're not allowed to sound like that. You can't sound like Morgan Freeman anymore. Can I sound like Patrick Stewart? No! (laughs) Morgan Freeman just punches him in the throat in the courtroom. (laughs) Problem solved, Your Honor. (laughs) Tracheotomy for all. How do I sound I was going to say, has to use one of those microphones to his throat the rest of his life. Got a patent on, like, the tonal properties of your voice. I wonder if Morgan Freeman has one of those uh, crazy insurance policies on his voice. Mm. Maybe, yeah. Like if he trips and bangs his throat on a fucking railing out in public. I would think at his age, a stroke is more likely. That can destroy someone's vocal intoxications. Yeah. How old is he now? Like in his, He's got to be in his 80s, right? Mm-hmm. That would be my guess. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, Uh, since we were talking about James Earl Jones, he didn't make it very high on the mm -hmm. list. I think we honorable mention him with Mufasa, but Dark Vader, if we would have went with live action, perfect voice for that sort of character. They even sort of parodied it (laughs) with the new Star Wars movies. Kyle Wren was pretty much a fanboy of Dark Vader. It was sort of funny. Mm -hmm. I think it might have been sort of a backhanded insult to some of the fans also deeply into Vader. I could see that. Sometimes I like to imagine what it would have been like if they just used the original like British dude in the suit's voice. Yeah. Have you ever heard <laughs> clips of him? <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. I feel bad for that guy because he was yeah. <laughs> operating under the assumption that that was going to be the voice of the character in the final product. Yeah. With the weird... Inside a plastic helmet echo and everything. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty hilarious. I uh, I will say he sounds... I have mixed feelings about them bringing James Earl Jones back to do the voice of Vader. I feel like they should have just used old audio footage, not to like take money out of his pocket or anything, but he, he just sounded very old. Uh, especially in like Rogue One, you know? 
Uh, I like what they were going for, but, <clears throat> you know, you have this idea of what Vader should sound like, and he does not sound like that anymore, in my opinion. So what else? We talked a little bit about... Well, what is... So, in terms of just... Not to make this the Morgan Freeman podcast, but obviously Shawshank Redemption, Bruce Almighty. Mm-hmm. What other narration stuff has he done? I mean, he did that Penguins. Yeah, March of oh, the Penguins. Yeah. I mean, when we're talking about voiceovers, I believe it was Dreyfus who did Stand By Me, one of my favorite movies, the narrations for that. That mm-hmm. was a surprise. Also, another one of my favorite movies, I think he did limited narrations for Mr. Holland's Opus. Mm-hmm. Good flick. I always think it's interesting, too, when you get somebody like Andy Serkis who does the motion capture for the character and, and then does the voice. Yeah. You know, like Golem. Yeah, that's a kind of a pioneering role that kind of changed the game, in my opinion. Um, in terms of mocap and uh, and voice acting. I mean, Andy Serkis is probably, you know, the Morgan Freeman of motion capture work. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of anybody that you would say would be better or more experienced, you know. I couldn't name one other person, honestly, that's kind of known for voice acting, or um, motion capture. Yeah, I mean... I feel like there's a bunch of actors who have who have gotten into doing a lot of those roles, but but nobody is extensive and, and as known for that specifically. Yeah. There's a sort of method like the- acting involved in that, like the movement. You need to have the movement to go along with the voice. And I think for Golem, what other things has this Andy Circus done? Um, he did the new Planet of the Apes movies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's probably the. I mean, he's had acting roles like he was in Black Panther, you know. Yeah, let's see. Uh, I'm sure it's an extensive list. I'm looking at this IMDb right now. Oh, he was uh, Snoke in Force Awakens, apparently. Yeah. I mean, yeah. which was really just him sitting there, so mm-hmm. a little bit of overkill to call an Andy Serkis for a role like that. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of other stuff that I'm not familiar with. Uh, oh, he's in The Prestige. Hmm. There's something else I was going to say about, uh... Oh, Alan Tudyk has had kind of a second career doing voiceover work. Rogue One, and I think he's in something else coming up here. Hmm. Um, I I bet you, I really like Alan Tudyk, I like his work, obviously, shout out Wash, but I bet you he's a dick in real life. (laughs) That's just kind of the impression that I get. Uh, yeah, Resident Alien, Harley Quinn, he was in Rick and Morty, apparently, American Dad. Oh, he was in Curb Your Enthusiasm, look at that. Frozen 2. Just kind of interesting that, you know, he kind of struck out, I guess, as a, uh, an actor and, and went to voice acting, which he's great at. I think I saw an episode of Spell Slingers with, um, him and Felicia Day playing Magic the Gathering, and... It was obvious that he had never played before, and he just got kind of pandery, um, which is why I said that I bet you he's a dick. Don't pander to me, man. So I guess that wasn't your critical role reference? No. Oh, right. So we can get into that if you want to, since we're talking about voice actors. Well, all of them seem to be about voice actors. Yeah. I mean, all of them are pretty much voice actors. Yeah, which makes the show so fucking good. Uh, part old-timey radio program, uh, part something else. Uh, you know, they they all... It gets a little, little cheesy at some parts because you got these, you know, to quote them, nerdy-ass voice actors playing Dungeons & Dragons and doing different voices and everything, you know. Um, but it really does bring life to the characters. And it's a lot of fun. And uh, I think they average like 100,000 people watching at a time on fucking Twitch or whatever. I don't know if that's still the case, but I haven't really been into season two so much. But season one was fantastic. 
Uh, and what got me into it was they did this one-off with Vin Diesel where he came in and played uh, kind of a, a one-off of Dungeons and Dragons and yeah, Groot himself, Iron Giant in the flesh. Did he uh, have a one-line character? I am giant, or I am a berserker. <laughs> uh, no, I think it was to promote the uh, not the Witcher. What was that movie he did? The Witch Hunter. Witch Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the character they they built for him was was just his character from that. Mm. I think it's called D and Diesel, which was a fantastic name. And he's, a, I guess, a big uh, board game guy himself. Um, so it's a lot of fun. If he had, like, you know, 40 minutes or whatever, really fun watch. Really, That's what got me into Critical Role. I watched that, and I was like, man, Matt Mercer is killing it as a dungeon master. Just, like, really good at build, building this world. And uh, I don't know. It's it really neat. I could fangirl for hours about Critical Role. It's one of the few... Yeah, a little something on your chin there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never got into Harmon Quest or whatever crap Dan Harmon and his DM did. No, it I remember I saw that in Harmon Town. Okay. Yeah. Um, I liked that they animated part of it. Critical Role's actually coming out with an animated series as well because they had a Kickstarter, Brian, and their goal was like a million dollars, and they got a million dollars in like three days, and then they increased it to like two million dollars, and they got that in like four days, and it was pretty cool. So cool. But anyway. Uh, awesome. But yeah, no, I really Righteous. Didn't. Psychedelic. I really good at Harmontown. So <laughs> psychedelic. Tripping balls. Casa Nova. Chevy Nova? <laughs> <clears throat> so I think yeah, uh, another... Oh, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say that's another, you know, voice acting, you know, Roll um, Ninja Turtles. We haven't brought up yet. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. All was uh, Andy felt no Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Yep. Donatello. Oh, I didn't know that. I was going to ask mm. if there's anyone notable that did the voices. Yeah. Reganomics. Yeah, I only know some of these pop culture stuff like that thanks to like adults, uh, not Adult Swim, uh, Robot Chicken. <laughs> yeah. They parodied a lot of voice actors. Like, the voice actors would come in and make it very obvious that that's them. Mm. Do you think the quarantine... What kind of impact do you think we'll see because of the quarantine? I think we talked a little bit about all these projects that are being delayed and what's going to thrive. And obviously, it's easy for someone to have a little voiceover studio in their home. Um, so do you think there's going to be a lot of new animation stuff that comes out of this since it's just, like you were saying yesterday, Bill, you can't go film anything, so come fall sweeps or whatever, what are they going to be showing? Yeah. Yeah, man, after some restructuring, animation should be a breeze. With all the technology out there and all the different sort of programs, you have the traditional animation, you have... Hell, I even saw a video about someone doing some South Park paper stuff and making a career on YouTube on that. There's so many ways to animate. You just need a team of animators and some people recording audio and you're good to go. And, of course, someone really intelligent to oversee the whole project because you have a whole bunch of work individually it's easier in the office. You need someone a little bit better at project management to actually succeed in some of these projects. It'll just take some restructuring, but I think uh, animation Business or... Business guy, if you will. <laughs> what? I'm giving you the silent treatment, bringing up yeah. business guys. I don't think business <laughs> guys are the best for this sort of thing. No. Just messing with you because you're always like you're the business guy yeah but business has nothing to do with this you have to ha i mean it is a part of it you have to be organized and be able to Just, deal yeah. with people what's your thoughts on this bill since you are the business guy <laughs> I was just giving this you a smidge of the business okay. just, just giving you a little taste of your own medicine yeah. <clears throat> no I, I i think you're right i think that animation is probably going to be a good good way to go because even like if you had like directing with the voice actor or something, you could easily do some sort of Skype call or something like that, a video link where you're like, okay, read the lines and they could tell you, you know, you know, do it a little bit different this way or blah, blah, blah. So, you know. Well, we're sort of old men. Skype is going out. Zoom is in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Zoom usually for like larger 
groups too. Yeah. But I'm just saying some sort of, you know, video communication. I feel like they could even get that part of it done, which would probably be the most difficult aspect to handle is like the the animation and voice direction. But I feel like they could do that with like a video link. Yeah. And I, I know that even a lot of the hand drawn stuff now <clears throat> isn't like pencil to paper. It's usually on one of those little pads, right? Yeah. Um so you can kind of animate that way and then you have a little home studio record there and then like you said have some sort of even if it's a one-on-one skype session with the director just so you can get some notes or whatever cg is actually the cheapest way to go tons of anime out there most of them done badly but there are a few who pulled off some good cg animations i mean the technology's getting better people are learning what works and what doesn't work and it really fits the mold of this world now we're forever changed because of this crap people are going to worry about going outside they're going to have masks on for years some people even when it's not required by law yeah which has been big in in asia for a long time anyway especially yeah. if you're sick yourself a lot of people would would strap on a mask yep they didn't even have any real big thing but just to be safe put on a mask it reduces your chances of catching anything I'll tell you what, man, I bet you uh, it's probably even still a really good time to invest in data storage companies because I know that we were already kind of strapped for data storage to begin with. But now just thinking about all these companies that are pivoting and because I was thinking, okay, well, what would a voice actor do with these recorded files? They'd probably drop it in like a Google Drive or something like that. Um, So I bet you that that stuff is going fucking nuts right now. Um. I know this is completely unrelated, but it was really fascinating just from my little window at the bank how the the whole virus kind of impacted the different areas in waves. Like first it was technology because everyone, you know, the, the tech department was blown up because everyone was trying to get laptops to work from home all at once, right? Yeah. Um, and then it was the lending people with all the payroll assistance loans. And then it was, you know... People on my team putting those accounts on fucking online banking. I don't know. It's just interesting. I know that's way off topic, but. No, it's a good um, point. Broadband, just for my little. Uh, wireless Internet's becoming a bigger thing. I'm sure since all this thing, so many people clogging up uh, the bandwidth out there. We've been having Internet problems. I don't know about you guys overall. We're going slow. But Definitely. of course, we're in the Comcast death hold here in Baltimore. We can't even get options as a pseudo uh, libertarian i sort of am against a monopoly in a city like that but doesn't give us choices but let's get back to voice acting any other prominent voice actors you can think of that we have not brought up yet we got sean connery morgan freeman of course uh robin williams when he pulls out the whole animated genie poof here i am poof here i am I mean, you talked about Fern Gully. We didn't put it on the list. Wasn't quite as... He was the bat, fruit bat in that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Wasn't quite as good as the genie, but still a stellar role. Yeah. That man was good at anything comedic, it seemed like. And he did uh, what, robots and a few others like that, yeah. Uh, I forgot about robots. No, his, his Mork and Mindy, yeah, Bicentennial Man. He was actually a voice of an AI and uh, that horrible still Spie- Steven Spielberg movie, uh, Artificial. Oh, AI? Yeah. Yeah. He did a voice in that I saw in his credits. Hmm. Which apparently was supposed to be a Kubrick movie originally. Yeah, that's what I heard, but Kubrick, I think, died. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he was a pain in the ass, and Spielberg didn't want to produce or something, and then he died. And he's like, "Okay, I'll do it now." <laughs> uh, I know that. Uh, I think we brought up um, like Nolan North and Trey Trey Barker last yeah. night. They were kind of king kings of the castle for a while there in terms of uh, uh, video games. You know, with um, I think one was uh, I think Troy Baker or whatever was. Yeah, Baker, not Barker, was Batman and 
obviously, uh, what's his name from Uncharted? It was Nolan North, and I don't know. But they were kind of prominent for a while, in the video game sphere at least. Obviously, H. John Benjamin has a lot of credits under his belt. Archer and Bob's Burgers and mm-hmm. home movies. Brought him up yesterday. But I can't think of anyone that's like a Morgan Freeman equivalent overall on the voice acting side. But sort of, or just so iconic. Sort of what we brought up last time. It's more of these males who have the prominentness in voice acting. What do you think? I mean, can anyone think of any prominent voice actresses? I mean, I'm sure there's some out there. I've looked for their list and no one sticks out like somehow uh the one elsa got something bell christian bell yeah Kristen Kristen bell bell mm-hmm. when i was looking up prominent voice actresses and actors she was at the top of the list i'm like what did she do elsa i looked into some of the disney princesses like uh ariel and bell they've been stuck in that role that's the only voice acting they really do. Yeah, usually they're like one-offs, yeah. I just find that funny how none of them sort of rise. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if that has a lot to do with the demographic of, you know, a lot of the stuff they're doing is market- marketed to dudes. I don't know. I don't know. Could be the case. Critical Role was a good, like, the voice actresses in that did both a lot of animes. They also did a lot of video games. Like the two chicks, both are going to be in Last of Us 2, part two. Yeah. Yeah, but like you said, I can't think of like... There was there was one woman I remember, I'm trying to remember her name, who I remember seeing had a ton of, of credits. She was one of the voices from Rugrats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, when I was looking into it, uh, trying to find a female, prominent female, I found someone yeah. from Rugrats. She did Chucky? It's like Kath Sochi or something? She did uh, Phil and Lil and like just a whole bunch of like random stuff. In reality, I think um, they have better range. Despite Bob's Burgers using males as females, same thing with uh, Venture Brothers. <laughs> they didn't... Uh, the chick, the really hot chick with the good dude's voice, which they used as a joke a lot. I don't know if you guys watch. Vincent oh, Rose. yeah. Uh, the freaking monarch's girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Doctor yeah. girlfriend or sister. Doctor, yeah, something like that. Doctor girlfriend. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, see, she has like, I just looked it up. She's got like 400 credits. Mm-hmm. Just all kinds of stuff. I was thinking the original voice actress for the American version of DBZ was female, but I could be wrong. It could have been the child version of Goku that was voiced by a female over here. Yeah, I know in Japan it was... was A female, yes, for sure. And Bart Simpson, that voice actress, has a ton of stuff. But then we have... Like, one-off voice actresses basically doing themselves. Like, Family Guy's notorious for that. Seth MacFarlane's mm-hmm. awesome, but you have Seth Green as the son. You have uh, Miro Kumal. That chick... The, Myla the, Kunis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as Meg. Forget Super who overrated Myla Kunis. Lois was a chick from Mad TV, I think. Yeah. Then we have... Uh, Leela, Katie Seagal. Yeah. She was also had a part in that 70s show, which I find a little funny. Did she? Yeah, she played Hyde's dad. I, dad, mother. Hyde's dad. Uh, I don't remember that. Uh, she was only in a few episodes. Mm. I watched it like a year ago. Talking about se- series that just went downhill. Mm. But... Talking about The Simpsons or animated shows, it has nothing to do with voice acting. Just you can only sustain these comedy animated shows for so long before what they're sort of making fun of has to change, and they usually go wrong. 
Like Simpsons in the beginning was hailed as being critical success. Then it sort of just lasted so long. It sort of became the thing other new animated shows made fun of. I know this is aside from voice acting, but. Oh yeah, they're all trying to dethrone the king. Yep. Does it still get ratings, The Simpsons? I'm sure some. Like even uh, Eminem had an animated on one of his CDs, he put a few episodes, I remember, of his animated thing, and he took shots at South Park, which was funny because it was so horrible. The Slim Shady Show, I think it was called. It was so long ago. I'll have to look that up. This might be a re- this might be a related branch, but what? How do you guys feel about just? one-offs like there's this guy called little dicky a rapper called little dicky he did sure. this one little collaborative thing i think for climate change before all this corona shit hit us with a whole bunch of voice actors with just like one little line a lot of people are like this freaking sucks what do you mean? So who had he had one line or all the voice actors each had oh, one line? he got a lot of big names just to do like really little stupid jokes. Hmm. Hmm. Like, what were some of the names? Uh, Justin Bieber, Beyonce. Hmm. I mean, it's a related matter, but it's sort of out. The point I'm trying to make is what do you feel, like we all agreed Beyonce was horrible in the remake. I was going to say, ooh, ooh, can I say that she's the worst voice actor? <laughs> well, you can't even consider her a voice actress, okay? She's a singer who they tried to fill a role with. Yeah. I mean, I mean Tom Hanks and Tim Allen and Toy yeah. Story did a good job, right? Yeah. 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 But you take a, those are actors, okay? Of course, they would be able to take directions for Okay. I mean, Beyonce was in a few movies, I and mean, she was in one of the uh, Austin Powers movies. Not that that makes her a great actress, but she has had acting experience. Yeah. But she was a, if I remember that role right, it was a very stereotypical role. You didn't need to be that yeah. great of an actor, really, to be in any of the Saturday Night Live skits expand it yeah no i'm just saying like it wasn't her first role so i can't really excuse how bad it was okay yeah you know what i mean i'm like i don't think i want to give her a pass because she's been in other other movies and things so as an actress yeah huh? so i i was just really bad really bad voice acting Personally, are you talking about this is beyonce oh yeah right personally i don't like the Shrek two leads. Michael Myers, he did a passable job. He was just Michael Myers as Shrek. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Murphy, as much as you love Mulong, I do not like him as a voice actor. I think he does all right. He does all yeah, right as fine. Eddie Murphy. He's very yeah, evidently, I mean. he's not playing the character. He's playing Eddie Murphy in these roles. And I think that's a mark of a bad actor. Voice actor, should I say. You could kind of make that argument for a lot of these voice actors, even Robin Williams. I mean, that's kind of Robin Williams' stand-up is that fast-talking all over the place, and he just themed it for the genie. I mean, Yeah, he can tone it down, though. He has toned it down in several roles, several voice acting roles. Just if the character is based on his... It's really not his fault that they base the genie on him. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is you we don't know that they didn't base those characters on you know Eddie Murphy for him to be playing that type of character. Yeah. And for the donkey, that it, I'm I would guess that they probably did. They knew what they were getting, and they wanted that sort of comic relief. You know. Yeah, I guess you could apply that to that character. I was just saying, I didn't. Donkey was the most annoying part of that movie. Mushu, I believe that was his name, and Mulong made. That movie a little tough to watch for me. Sort of like Olaf in uh, Frozen. Mm. Uh, Personally, I think Olaf was the saving grace at Frozen, but I've seen that before. Yes. I will say, it's, um, I say, 
It is kind of interesting <laughs> when you stack up like uh, Eddie Murphy in Mulan versus like uh, uh, Gilbert Gottfried as Iago, where mm-hmm. that was also just, okay, go do your Gilbert Gottfried thing. Right. Uh, but then um, Zazu had something a against nuance. Eddie Murphy's character. Go on. Sorry. Well, normally I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, for instance, George Clooney is always George Clooney in any George Clooney movie, right? He's, yeah. he's like rarely playing an actor. So normally I'm right there with you how annoying it is that people just kind of do their thing in roles. But with voice acting, I feel like it is a little different because you are like, that's what you're paying for. Okay. We need like a. We need, like, uh, Eddie Murphy in his prime, kind of zany. I, I don't know. Th- there's an archetype there for the Eddie Murphy voiceover voice, and that's kind of what you're you're paying for, just like you do with Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. I do think Shrek is very overrated, though. Unpopular opinion. Are you talking about the movie itself or the voice acting? The movie itself, overall. I thought the voice acting was fine. I just think the movie's a little overrated. I don't know. Yeah. It's supposed to be this cultural phenomenon, and I'm... It's good and all. I just don't think it's... moments. It just seems too steeped in pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. Like you say, it's good, but it gets a ton of hype. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I'm making waffles. All right, that's great. But let's continue on this trend. Any voice actors you really hate? I think I just dislike Eddie Murphy's performance because I see him as a discount uh, Richard Pryor. There's just so many... So many black comedians who did so much better than Eddie Murphy. I liked him in the 48 hour series, but I can't think of anything where he really stood outside from those movies. Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. yeah Beverly Hills Cop. Hills Cop. But that, do it. that was in the same vein as 48 hours. Another 48 uh, hours. I think those were the only roles I enjoyed him in. Maybe he just has so many bad movies. My memories of, Trading Places, Coming to America. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those were those all are, good point movies. Yeah. But I think those roles would have worked better with Richard Pryor. I thought the first Nutty Professor was fine. No. Yeah. I didn't. The second one got ridiculous, but the first one I think was actually It was passable. Funny. Jerry Lee Lewis actually did about the same yeah. job, and I didn't like Jerry Lee Lewis overall. Just Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis Just was Jerry the... Lewis, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Great balls of fire. Sorry, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lee Mary Lewis probably... Or whatever, yeah. Let's not get into the whole pedophilia incest thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't Jerry Lee Lewis, like, marry his 14-year-old cousin or yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. Niece or cousin? I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Yeah, something gross. I think a lot of people said, lie about it. Say she's... Someone else, and that she's older. No, she's still fourteen. Yeah. No, we, <laughs> I need my, I need my marriage to be honest. I need to do the old rock voice there. Yeah. Uh, trying a little voice acting, uh, which I suck at without audio aid. Is there anyone that you would like to see or hear do more voice acting work? Someone with a with a great voice that you think would would do well. You, Mike. No. Uh, aw. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think, Adele, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think Adele should get into voice acting. Just to oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I like Norm MacDonald's uh, voice acting work, <laughs> limited as it is. Norm MacDonald? Yeah. He's someone who just always plays himself. Yeah, yeah, but he is great. He has a, okay. It's person. okay to yeah. play yourself uh-huh. if you're a great person. It's a funny name, right? I think it, you know what, that, that, <clears throat> since we're still talking about it, I do think with voice acting, it's okay to just do your shtick, you know, whatever your, do your Norm McDonald thing. If that McDonald's fits thing. the role, why not? Uh, yeah. I don't think it's okay, but in certain roles, yes, that's what's required. If you like that person, like we were saying, the new uh, Aladdin, if you like Will Smith, you'll enjoy the new Aladdin. If you don't, yeah. You probably won't. So take that, yeah, China, and well, sorry. Take that, China. Not China. <laughs> uh, that's take that, Hollywood, for mass appeal. But supposedly, Will Smith's really one of the few black people China loves. I think they have a few. Really? They probably really have love... a list of approved black actors for China. Like, China likes these black actors. They don't like these black actors. But let me not let my rant of China. Too bad you're not playing your drinking game today. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, we should have included China. <laughs> you should have. Uh, That's one yeah. of my tropes. Persona. Yep. Oatmeal. China. Oatmeal mm-hmm. is at the low of the <clears throat> list. <laughs> yeah, it's not something that gets brought up a lot. It's kind of more of a... In context. Character-defining thing. <laughs> Brian's old, and he loves oatmeal. Exactly. I can show you some trash. Uh, yeah, I feel like we need that disclaimer, you know, like in the beginning of TV shows. Brian does not express the opinions of EDM <laughs> production and Bill and Mike, right? <laughs> oh. Opinions are his own. Yeah. <laughs> Should be obvious. <laughs> I mean, you guys can always uh, break away and get a Chinese-sponsored podcast if this doesn't work out. You know, it's kind of a waste. Uh, I don't understand why Bradley Cooper is the voice of Rocket. Like, why did you bring in Bradley Cooper to voice this guy? I feel like Marvel just were like, we want big names for everything now. Sounds yeah. Right. Now, uh, Vin Diesel makes sense because, you know, he had that. Does he, though? <laughs> I mean, well, you, you could have gotten anybody to growl I am Groot into the, <laughs> into the microphone. Like... Just because he did Iron Giant, and it's pretty much the same role, yeah, in a way. I mean, I guess if you're going to, I don't know if they had that same thought process, but maybe if you link it to that. But I always thought, I'm like, man, why would you pay Vin Diesel, whatever, you know, god-awful number, just to come in and be like, I am Groot, all right, pay me my check, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you could have picked up some homeless guy off the street that sounds grizzled, and like, all right, he'd say this word with, you know, 50 different inflections. would have been great for that role. Hey, homeless Jack Nicholson, get his ass out of Atlantic City. We got a roll for you, Bubby. Welcome to the big time. Hundred dollars for to say I am Groot. Yeah, how much did Vin Diesel get paid for playing Groot? Let's see. Oof, God, want to take a guess? A million. And this is just for Guardians Two. Just the second. Oh my God! Just the second. Just one film. Point three. I will raise it for the second. Bill, want to take a take a stab? I'm going to say that it's probably further up there than that. Like it I'm is. going to say, like five million or some shit. Well, you're know. closer. Fifty million dollars. Oh my god! To record yeah. the one line. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> And it was that was teenage Groot too, so they probably had to modify his voice to sound more prepubescent or pubescent. And I feel like he had like half the lines that even in the first because yeah. because it was mostly him just giving the finger and shit as the teenage Groot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that was even baby Groot in Guardians Two in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> baby Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. Damn, on the flip side, how okay, so how did this must be wrong because it says Bradley Cooper made 1.5 million for Guardians 1. Uh, oh no, 57 million. Okay, there. That makes more sense. He should get more money than Vin Diesel because he I mean, had actual he, lines. Yeah, actual lines throughout <laughs> the entire film, yeah. <laughs> that still seems like a waste to me. Yeah, it does. They could have hired, I don't know, any voice actor that's well known. To do it for like a tenth of that. Well, they're yeah. going to need all that money since this Guardians 3 probably is not going to come out for a while. This is probably going to delay a lot of the Disney schedule for Phase 4, or are they on Phase 5? It's, it's 4, right? I, don't, I, don't I, I think don't it's know, Phase yeah. 4. Sort of like feminism waves, I always get them mixed up. Supposedly we're in the fifth wave of feminism. I don't know. I have no idea. You're not a feminist, Mike? You figure you would be a feminist out of all of us. Mike's Look, just because manly. I have these amazing legs I'm doesn't too, mean... I'm uh, anti-authoritarian. I'm not anti-authority in general. I don't want any authority. But you, ladies man, I'm a feminist, babe. You should do me. So wait a minute. You're saying that I want the feminists to have dominion over me? Is that what you're... I don't know what I'm saying. I'm not into that femdom life, man. <laughs> I can imagine you doing it if you're getting some out of it. At least from a hot enough no. of a chick. Eight or nine. Uh, okay. Mm, I'll drop it now. Depends on 
Depends on what we're talking about, but we can we can circle back. We can circle back on that. <laughs> reach uh, around, Mike. Reach around. Well, sure. Who doesn't like a good reach around? Um. Damn it. There's something else I was going to say before I got accused of being uh, some sort of uh, subordinate. Uh, well, I could have called you a cuck, so man. it could have been worse. Well, you have to have a girlfriend to be a cuck. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good point. Uh, could have called me a soy boy. Yeah, I then I would have stormed out of the Skype chat. Bill, Bill's probably the most likely of that, but that's not for soy boy reasons. Soy is used in a lot oh. of protein packs. You probably... You don't I feel like there's a different meaning that's going on. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. You're the closest to that, and that's just because of all your weightlifting. I'm not even me. sure what the hell that means. Should I be pissed off, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I would be a little irritated. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying you probably consume the most soy, Bill, and you're not even close to what people would consider a soy boy. Which is what? You're going to have to elaborate now. Uh, like a low soy boy. male. Because they don't, yeah. they don't eat meat, or they're typically vegan, or... Says the one that can't grow facial hair. A beta. I can't grow facial <laughs> hair. Well, you probably consume more soy than me, unless soy sauce, then maybe I win. But see, yeah, Brian seems to, like, be saying it as a compliment, like, you get all this protein and nutritional value, but soy boy... Like, so he's saying you're a soy boy just in that you probably consume the most soy... But that's, that's almost like counter to what the meaning of the yeah, yeah, yeah. phrase is. So it's like you're a soy Super boy, soy boy. anti-soy, like a real soy boy, bruh. I just uh, find it funny bruh. Bill does not know the term. He just... No, I do not know that term. <laughs> well, we're old, guys. you got to remember that. No. I'm still not even sure what on fleek means. I'm, I'm, I'm still not sure... You got me uh, lost on that also. There's only so much each one of us can know individually. With our powers combined, we should know a lot of crap, but we still don't. Sometimes when I'm playing Counter-Strike, I because, uh, you know, the average age of, a, of the Counter-Strike player is like 20. So I play up the old man thing and try to get them to explain what uh, what new lingo means. And, I, and I'll just run around and be like, oh, I'm going to yeet this. Am I using that right? Uh, are we going to yeet it, guys? Are going to eat this bomb down on B? You're the youngest of us, Mike. What? How, how is it that I ended up the one most in touch with shit going on right now? That's a great fucking question. <laughs> yes, if I was a young person, I would just make up the weirdest terms and try to get the older generations, other people, to think it's something real. I'm too old for that, though. used to do that shit to my father when I was younger. When nice. I was a kid. Just... You know, my stepbrother just come up with bullshit and and convince him that it means something. Try to get him to use it somewhere. I mean, like, yeah, that means nothing. Awesome. <laughs> it's not some hip lingo. It's just something we made up to make you look like an ass. <laughs> okay, we've gotten away from voice acting now. It's fine for a bit, but let me reel this in. We got. Much more to say, I'm sure, folks, of voice acting. Oh, before we start wrapping up, one thing that we should talk about, and Brian, this is kind of in your wheelhouse. Can you think of instances in the anime world where the dub is better than the original and vice versa? Mm, That is rare. Cowboy Bebop. Probably is one of those that actually is slightly better in English. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z is also another one, at least the original one. I am pretty sure it stayed consistent. They just... The the high voices don't work. The voice acting in Japan for females just emphasize a different thing in the East doesn't go with accuracy even their male voice actors tend to be a little bit feminine compared to ours for the macho roles i mean personally i'm not a fan of one piece but both of them are equally as bad but you also have four kids to blame for that a lot of history of bad dubbing that has kept good dubbing from taking over for some long-standing series the tradition 
for like Yuffie. But uh, he's sort of a weird character. I remember in Trigun, I think the original Japanese vo- Wolfwood was pretty good. But I yeah, the Vash remember, was horrible. Yeah, I remember not liking the Vash. I mean, he had more range overall, the Japanese voice actor. But whoever, I think I was in the voice actors, I was looking at the, I think it was like Johnny Young Vash, Bosch, no. John Young Bosch, I believe, who played Bash. And I was looking at him. But I knew, actually, that was one of the ones I probably should have brought up. The Trigun, because I knew you guys might have been interested. Because I'm pretty sure I have exposed you to Trigun. And you actually, you were a Wolfwood fan. You were also a oh, yeah, back in the day. I used to, like, go into those oh, AOL son. chat rooms and, like, fucking roleplay Wolfwood like a nerd. <laughs> the AOL chat room roleplay. Bending your days. cigarettes all around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of the ones where Bash, the, in my opinion, the American voice actor was better. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The Japanese voice actors just tend to, to be on the high-pitched side. Yeah. As I uh, said, that's a tradition, especially for the female voice actors. And, and some... that just gets grating, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I'm my ear isn't trained to respond to that. Yeah, so it's it, adjustment. It just gets a little... You you just assumed it's more high, the females are more high pitched, so that takes the males a little more high pitched. Sure, it gets horrible in some stuff. Other stuff, eh, it's doable. Kind of a related topic. We um we talked before about how they have like the voice directors that are able to match up the like mouth movements or like the scenes to to like the you know the English dub version or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They add syllables or change words. Why is it that they're they're able to do that so well for anime, but not for like other foreign films? I I don't understand. Like Jackie Chan movies or even back in the day, like the Bruce Lee like or the kung fu movies from from you know china and japan and stuff like why are they so terrible at matching the voices up like why don't they change the dub you know for that like they do in anime i don't understand i think it's a fucking mentality anime you have just wide mouth movement and there Mm -hmm. might be a little editing involved that's easier to do in dubbing i'm pretty sure if they really are in a spot they will do a little bit of editing to match the voice with the thing live action is completely different. Someone has to have a mask before you can dub them and not match the voice. Plus, it's primitive dubbing. I don't know about current dubbing. I think a lot of Asian studios nowadays uh, keep it in mind when they go ahead. Keep in mind dubs for the Americans and English-speaking world when they do some of this stuff. They've gotten a lot better is my whole point. They've gotten better. I'm just like, man, like sometimes it's pretty bad. Like the 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 scene will change and there's still like the previous person, you know, talking because there's so much to say, you know, in a different language, you know. I don't know. I feel like they should by now be kind of following what anime does and change the language, you know. Yeah, I think it has uh I think back in the day it was more well, very few people are gonna watch this, so who the fuck cares anyway? Just Yeah you know, read the, the script and that's pure translation. Um, and then I think part of it is kind of like what, like what Brian was saying, where it's probably easier to, to shoo in a word here or there when it's animated versus you see someone articulating specific words, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's still not going to match up. Um, yeah, yeah. Since you just have different pronunciation things happening. And do they really even still do that? I mean, I can't remember the last, I mean, I remember in the nineties, again, all the early Jackie Chan movies, rumble in the Bronx is the, the one that I always come back to in my mind uh, or some of the old Bruce Lee movies, but I feel like they don't really, they just go straight for the, the subtitles nowadays with a lot oh, of those. I don't know. Like, there's, there's a few like, you know, ones that even like, if you look through Netflix that have been, you know, dubbed over, really, you can change back and just do subtitles if you want, but there's, there's still quite a few out there that ended up, end up getting dubbed. The Jackie Chan movies actually kind of we- weirds me out sometimes because he'll be speaking English, 
but they'll dub over because his English was too broken or they felt like it was. So they'll like either have him or somebody else read the lines. And so it's like him speaking English, but not quite in sync with the, the dub. It's really kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. I think they stopped, had stopped doing it by the time he did things like rush hour and stuff like that. But yeah. And they were kind of playing up his, you know, limited grasp on the English language even then. Yeah. For yeah. the movies. So that, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Side note, it's kind of cute, the friendship, like the real-life friendship that him and Chris Tucker developed mm-hmm. while recording those. I was watching some video on it the other day. Chris Tucker's another one that should probably get more voice acting work. Very unique voice, you know? And I feel like he would have some range. I mean, he was great in, like, mm-hmm. Silver Linings Playbook. So it's not like it's all zany, over-the-top Chris Tucker. Well, I mean, he's he's been out of the spotlight so long, I think. Uh, it's also, like, of- different degrees of it. Because you have the rush hour, kind of zany Chris Tucker, but then you have Fifth Element. <laughs> Way over the top. Yeah, I really yeah. think Chris Tucker oh, God, is one of these people who hypes up their voice. I don't think he can sound like that in reality. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm sure if you're hanging out with him it's I think when he just tries to speak really fast his voice comes out like that. But if he spoke normal, it would probably sound a little more normal. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. <clears throat> well, anyone want to say anything before we close this podcast out? Go watch Critical Role. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for joining us for this and go podcast, a BBM production. I don't feel, I don't know why I keep feeling the need to say that, but I do. So please dislike and leave your hateful comments wherever you can leave them in whatever form this podcast take. Until next time, take care.